Welcome to The Garage, an NBA live show presented by NBA Sports. I go by Mike, and with me today is... Daniel Doom, Jay Bash. And we're going to jump straight into it. Uh, had a playoff game today, uh, the premiere event of the second round. Or kind of close, actually. Knicks Heat is actually surprisingly up there, but uh, we got game two with Stephen LeBron. We'll go through that. Uh, we may touch a little bit on Joel Embiid uh, being crowned this year's most valuable player. Maybe talk a little bit about the game he had yesterday. And, um, and yeah, uh, Bud, Bud was fired. Uh, I don't know if we talked not enough on this podcast for that to feel prophetic, but uh, I'm sure in the past we have. Um, but, yeah, we'll get into it. But, obviously, the most important thing of the day the Warriors even up the series uh, in convincing fashion, a blowout win, um, ran, started to run away with the, or not ran away, but started to build a lead to end the second quarter, pretty much picked up where they left off and had a 30 point lead by the end of the second, uh, end of the third, um, thoughts, first thoughts off the rip of what we think about the Warriors even up the series. This man, Stephen Curry, be making Steve Kerr look like a genius, man. This is crazy. This Jermichael thing green wasn't working all season. What's it called? Steph want to be uh, – Steph want to probably have a little Magic Johnson game. Got everybody going. It was, it was crazy. Steph had a masterful game. Just watching that was fun. Like, that was probably just as fun as watching him just hit, a, hit however many threes. Just him, like, actually – or – just him handling the ball that much and actually just like making it a focus, just uh, mm-hmm. focusing on passing. You could tell he was being real cautious with his. How much turnovers do you have today? Only three compared to uh, compared to twelve assists, though. That's the thing. Twelve yeah. assists, three three turnovers. Play much more in control. And I feel like two, at least one of those, was when for some reason Steve Kerr had them out there in the fourth quarter when the game was over. Yeah. Like kind of yeah. just trying to do something. That was a weird little set. So like, yeah, no, really good game. That's probably the highlight of the night. Maybe besides Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, uh, twelve assists, twelve assists. Only had thirteen true shots, twelve field goal attempts. Um, so Steph Curry playing the distributor tonight, um, taking on, as we see happens a lot with Steph, a team decides they're going to double team, playing pretty tough, playing hard, uh, playing uh, hedge hard in a lot of these spots. And Steph made the pass, Steph made the play, and Steph, uh, Steph dominated in that way. Um, Daniel, any thoughts as we, uh, yeah. actually of the, series, of the game? Yeah, I came in at halftime of that one and was very surprised to see Michael Green on the basketball court. <laughs> or I feel like I even heard him when I was listening on the radio, too. Well, I heard I might have heard his name even before then. But just, yeah, to see him out there making plays even. And just uh, I think I saw him knock down at least one three and mm-hmm. saw him uh, finish, up, finish around the rim. Was, yeah, it was a long season, man. We A lot, a lot of guys had a lot of ups and downs. But, uh, yeah, Michael seems like a great pickup, too, going into the season. I don't know how well or if, if he dealt with injury last year, but – to get a good game from Jermichael Green is is huge and and yeah, like everything what Jordan was saying from what I did see in the second half, it seems like we got that the maybe the part of Stephen Curry that's most slept on is that, you know, he just I guess that's the the thing about the Warriors system and the Steve Kerr and everything, all the conversations we've had through the years that Draymond Green being the primary playmaker, I think it's just no one has a understanding of their role and what everyone else's role is supposed to be in the Warriors offense more than Steph Curry does. No one's as much on Steve Kerr's hip as Steph Curry is. No one's as much probably as part of, you know, what they're trying to do and figure out, you know, I think that's probably always been, even when 
back in the day where uh, uh, the ups and downs with the KD with with KD or that last year with Draymond and everything, but through the years uh, with how much pick and roll they weren't they were or weren't weren't running. I feel like it's always been Curry and Kerr have worked together to try to you know figure this out. And and you know I think we start to see the just how much yeah just how how much Curry understand how much you can how much responsibility you can kind of put on Curry and how much that responsibility can kind of shift into a different direction. And he can still understand how to get, understand how to create the, create opportunities for others. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think to, to Jordan's point and your point, kind of bringing them together. Uh, I think Jordan said like uh, Steph Curry uh, is able to make Steve Kerr look like a genius, yeah. but it's kind of that sad thing, right? It's like the Warriors, we talked about it at the end. Uh, we talked about it during the last game, but uh, Warriors probably, like, they had to make the decision in the first round. Like, we need to find a smaller lineup. We need to split up Looney and Draymond as much as possible. That's where we can be the most effective, and both of them can be the most effective. Um, and instead of going with Jordan Poole or Jonathan Kaminga or somebody who was going to, in Poole's case, kind of demand touches, and in Kaminga's case, like, one touch and everything. Like, oh, yeah, you go with the guy that's going to, like, Steph Curry has to handle. Like, there's no there's no out here. Like, Steph Curry has to ISO. Steph Curry has to play and pick and roll, and that's what's going to be best for, like, this set of guys out there. And even more to, like, Jordan's point about just Steph Curry kind of miracle. Like, the first half or the first quarter where they try it, mm-hmm. They play kind of even, like it's good. There's some good. There's some bad there, and then they just start the set. They start the third quarter kind of really, uh, really well. Only like a plus five for the game, so they don't do too much. But they're able to build the lead off the ten point to about fifteen, sixteen in his minutes, and he gets like hot from three. I think he hits three, three, six shots all together, and it's just yeah, no, it's funny. It's a, it felt like a classic playoff Warriors thing where oh yeah, that guy kind of like Belly last year. This guy that was in and out, pissed you off, mm-hmm. maybe had one or two good moments. Like yeah, he's gonna be. He he was exactly what the Warriors needed him to be tonight. So also helps happening. I feel like Clay playing good really. Yeah. When Clay plays, was, good, yeah. the whole team usually is. We look better. Like you, like if Steph mm-hmm. has a, if Steph plays good, sometimes the rest of the team can look sloppy, or even Steph's good games can look sloppy. But like when Clay plays good, I feel like I don't know. I feel like if, if Clay plays good, it complements Steph, and then that just mm-hmm. complements the rest of the team, pretty much at the. Uh, just at the end of the day. Yeah. No, yeah. It's where the machine feels like it's rocking the most. I feel like you even look back to like Clay's big games, the seven, like all the biggest slight moments he's had, the 14 threes. Like it just feels like the machine's turning, turning. Everybody's kind of bought in. Something about Steph Curry's threes amaze you. Clay Thompson's threes make you really hyped for like the team because the ball probably needs yeah. to touch like four different hands or like you had to have a really good yeah. defensive play that led to the break that got him that shot. So yeah, yeah, no. the, yeah. when he get, gets in that mode, yes, he gets in that mode. So like, especially these days, that clear. If you they start to feel something in that mode, I feel like they just go go straight go straight for him, try to get it to him. But yeah, I think it is just that kind of the flow that flow state. Maybe they collectively go back to. But like you said, uh, Draymond and Kerr, though, I guess when Clay gets hot, it's it is that this is what both of them. This is the best part of the offense. Like this is why they love love the way they play. This is like this is it. When when Kerr when yeah when Clay when someone when Clay is going. Even more so than with Steph's going, because Steph has to be has to have to maintain such a high level of consistency for the system to work at all. But but when Clay's going, especially you can see it now in the last two 
Lakers probably. It's Draymond feels like, oh, I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now on the offensive end where we have to figure out like the ups and downs of Clay wasn't that effective at the beginning. Clay wasn't even wasn't playing last year, like didn't play most of last season, wasn't that effective at the beginning of the year. And Draymond having to figure out how, Kerr having to figure things out, how to use new players, how to use younger players, how to use, how to fit, fit in role players and stuff like that. When Clay's hitting, it just becomes like, oh, yeah, like we are, we have, we have Seth Curry and we have this shooting threat like on the basketball court, then we can just knock out all the action that we used to knock out in a flow like in a flow state. Everyone's just making the reads and clays clays when clays in the zone, it becomes a pass pass it becomes back uh pass first offense as it should be, I guess, is when clay's hot. Yeah, to work the balance more, I guess, is what they've been learning how to do with clay being not on with, with not having step and clay like most of last season and not having having a different version of Clay Thompson sometimes. Yeah, should be played. I think Clay, I think Clay has a couple of good games in, in this. I think Clay potentially could have a really good series. But I think at least he has two. He has one more really, one more really good game in it versus team. Yeah, no, I mean you see, I saw it come together tonight. I think Seth's drawing all of the attention. But yeah, Clay eight for eleven from three, um, eleven for eighteen all together, and just yeah, really good game. Thirty points. Uh, and really just a top to bottom, or not even top to bottom effort, but just the. The, the vets, the vets, the three guys, the three the three vets showed up. Uh, Curry with his 20 and 12, Clay with his 30 points, and uh, Draymond, Draymond got us 11 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Um, it was outstanding on defense, really, the entire night. Locked up. Locked up is a strong, like, he, AD did not shoot well when Draymond was guarding him, and Draymond has the ability to do that, but also, it's weird, somebody broke down, AD's really just been on and off for, like, the entire playoffs, like, they'll have, like, a 30, then an 11, and a 28, then a, like, 10. It's like, so maybe, like, as much as Draymond locked him up, like, I don't, wouldn't be surprised if AD has a great game in game three. But, yeah, Draymond, master class. I think a lot of people were saying one of those great nights. But, yeah, the big three, uh, if the Warriors have one, they all showed up tonight, and they really brought it. Um, that's how you that's how you blow up uh, what's turned out to be a pretty good Los Angeles Lakers team. Man, AD. I should have known. I don't know why I bet on him because especially and then when I heard Looney was sick or whatever, and I'm like, why is Looney even around the team right now if he's sick? <laughs> but it's uh oh, I should have. That's I yeah, I had it in the back of my head like uh, AD just went off last game, and like yeah, I've been following the pattern too. I like I noticed like dude dropped thirty, and then next game he got like eleven points, only taking only taking like eight <laughs> shots, and I'm like. I still did it just because I'm like, I don't know if we could stop this dude, actually. But then so, as soon as I seen, like, the first first quarter, I noticed I was like, oh, he's not locked. He's not locked in like I thought he was about to be. Just like yeah. just like the shot yeah. selection, I guess. Just uh, taking, taking, I don't know. So, I feel like he's just too big to be taking what the defense gives him sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's the like, you don't mm-hmm. have to do that. As so, AD, I feel like the mid range, like the little, the catch and sh- not even a catch and shoot technique, but the one where he yeah. dribble in for like 15 feet, yeah. that's good. But then, like, he'll be on the block, and it's just, yeah, it's the 15 foot turnaround jumper, really the best thing you mm-hmm. could have got, right? And that's like not an AD thing, that's like most dudes I watch that play the post in the NBA, like that's Joel and yeah. that's Nikola Jokic. So, like, not like, but just like, yeah, it's those moments where it's like, oh, that's, but like you said, like. Oh, that's the type of night we're getting from AD tonight. You know what yeah. I mean? It's one of those nights where he's gonna take, try to take the seventeen foot fadeaway over Draymond, and yeah. we'll see. Game three probably is not that AD from what we've been seeing all playoffs, but also he was a great version of AD last game in the Warriors almost pulled it out. So who knows what happens in game three? Yeah. Um, 
Hell weird si- Go ahead, my bad. Oh, so it's weird series, or it's about to be just a weird series. Yeah. yeah, it really is. This is a big game. I feel like the Warriors, Warriors know they need to take one of these, and like history tells us they probably take one of these next two. But if it's game three, I wonder how much they start feeling like, oh, no, like game one was the anomaly. But also the Lakers should come back and have a really good game three and feel like game two was the anomaly. So it's going to be it's going to be a wild series because the AD part's interesting. LeBron was great tonight and wasn't that great last night. And we'll see how that kind of lines yeah. up with wins and losses. And like, I don't know, LeBron, even LeBron not being great. I feel like he was pretty good on defense last game. So he's always going to be a factor. But yeah. like I said, it was a weird series, weird ass series. I was hot today. <laughs> you made them. You see when they make, when he made them review the call that, or oh, I think it was the, yeah. was the charge. No, the one on Moody. No, he tried to block. He got the tech on. He got a tech on the charge, or he tried to take a charge on yeah. uh, somebody. It was just nowhere close. It was like, bro, your oh, feet are all Wiggins. the way turned yeah, to the yeah, side. That was first half. Like, yeah, and they're yeah. moving. Then right after that, he did the review on Moody. No, on Moody, I was like, bro, obvious foul. <laughs> yeah. He's turned up. Oh, that? He knows the importance. Um, that was a funny part for like just how we default to complain to them. I was like, y'all down 30, man. It's like, I mean, but yeah, that's how everybody does it. Uh, any other thoughts on the Lakers side? We talked a little Bron and Davis. D'Lo's been, D'Lo keeps hitting shots over Wiggins. I don't know if y'all have been noticing that. Like every yeah. time he kind of gets that matchup, he's kind of hit his little, <laughs> but not every time. He's had a couple of moments where he's got the Wiggins matchup and hit a little yeah. midi over him. That's been kind of funny to watch. <laughs> That's um, that's for Bob. That's for Bob and Steve. Just dropping them. That's what I. That's what y'all missing. <laughs> nothing else. Y'all missing nothing else. Just this. <laughs> you know, advertising too. You know, Kyrie coming for that spot. So who knows where D'Lo lands next year? D'Lo, what's next? I don't know. His next spot could be kind of cool. He at that point now. He goes to the East. You know, team already a little. Everybody, everybody every guard. I feel like back in Brooklyn. Kind of wants the magic, but yeah. Mm. Oh, that's the, yeah. Ooh. yeah, I say it's good for every guard, but not every guard probably needs to. Not Orlando doesn't need most of these guards; they just need the right guard. I feel like, if any, <laughs> but I feel like been trying to like trade D'Lo. I feel like there was somebody else, Jordan Poole. Yeah, what is that? People talk about in the past, but yeah, nah, just fun. D'Lo go out there, put up twenty and eight. It'll be fun to watch. Uh, any other thoughts? I feel like we went, went for about 10 minutes. We went, felt like quick compared to how long we've talked about the other Warriors games, but also it's kind of just what blowouts end up Blow doing. Any other, any other thoughts before we maybe move on to some other things? I mean, you know, Moody. I feel like I talked about that before the, oh, game, yeah. before the game. Not on here, but it was just funny that I think. Yeah, I was talking to Ryan and uh, Paula before the game. I'm saying, uh is Moody or Kaminga going to end up playing or being a power part of this series? Because just, you know, could see it. I mean, not yet. I could see it happening, I guess. It's just, mm-hmm. it feels like now, like at that first, the game one, May felt like, are they going to be, you're asking, are they going to be playable in this series? Are you probably leaning towards not playing them unless you're desperate? But it seems like Moody's been out there. So I, no, yeah, I don't know how many total minutes he got there. 25 because of the bench. 25 had the bench. Yeah. He played in the first three quarters. If you're looking at the bench minutes, it was the same as what Poole and DiVincenzo got, even if you take those away. Looney played the lowest off the bench minutes with 11, besides like the guys that came in at the end. Um, So, yeah, he's out there. And he's been in the rotation since pretty much game two, I feel like, of the playoffs, right? I think he's kind of been out there. Yeah, no, yeah. I feel like, Jordan, you had the tweet. It's just about like, it's just kind of like, yeah, uh, we've talked about it before. I said that. Yeah, I said that after he hit the. Was he hit the? 
think he had something on LeBron. He had the step crazy. back three. Yeah, yeah, the step back. Yeah, yeah. and I was yeah. like, bro, this dude is a real hooper, and we'll probably <laughs> never get to see this dude really hoop. <laughs> Until who knows? Until Curry, you're seven, baby. One of the one of the Twitter dude or one of the NBA guys was like, "Can't wait till I read like the Anthony Slater article in November about how Moody can't find minutes for some reason after this bullshit." It's just like I don't know. It's just like we've talked about. It's just weird. I probably like more of a Curry defender than most people, but it's just weird that you couldn't play this guy all season and your rotation right now is as tight as it's ever been and he's getting minutes every night and it's like i don't know it's just hard nba is weird though playoff basketball is totally different than regular season basketball and you can see a world where jonathan kaminga much more ready for regular season basketball moses moody much more ready for playoff basketball but it's hard to make it all line up and balance it's just oh yeah that's where it comes yeah it's just it's the do you feel like you can play? let this guy – do you have enough time in the regular season to let this guy play through mistakes, or is it worth mm-hmm. it? Is it worth it? In the, you're balancing trying to figure out is it worth it to let this guy play through mistakes in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And with Kurt, it just be like, bro, you're going to play him in the playoffs, so don't even play around. Play this dude in the regular season. It's not like it's like, no, he's going to be on the bench 12 minutes. Like, no, we don't have anybody. Like, he's probably going to have to – like, him or – it was like pretty much today when I'm like – him or Kaminga is gonna have to give us something in the playoffs. Like they're gonna have to mm-hmm. give us something. So you gotta like you have to ride out, like ride out the mistakes with these dudes and figure out how to figure out a way to make them part of the rotation regularly. And just yeah, I think he. I think I would say he. He. I don't think he did a terrible job, and I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think they're on a like I said. The Warriors are good. At, I think the Warriors are good at developing. When, can be can be good at developing. Have shown some good signs over the last three four years with with the G League with the G League team and with their young players, but. Yeah, it just feels like, ah, like why weren't they just? Yeah. Why is why wasn't one of them just regularly? Why why wasn't one of them just kind of a part of the rotation from the beginning to the end, playing through their mistakes to get to the last twenty thirty games of the season mm-hmm. where they are just yeah implemented as the fifth, sixth, or seventh guy, especially with all of the injuries that they had this year. Like yeah. with every with how many well, how much time Steph Wiggins Steph and Wiggins missed off off top. You're probably just like looking at it. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. my bad. No, I was going to say that's probably like the last little bit of defense. And I really defense, but I wonder how much of the the plan just got ruined because it's like you were just a lot worse than you thought you were going to be at the points in the season where Moody could probably find his like in a typical quote unquote Spurs season where Moody finally starts to crack the rotation and get his opportunities like, oh, no, you're like trying to stay 500 with Steph out for the next, like, week and a half, like, type thing. Like, and as much as, like, again, Moody is more built for the playoffs than Ty Jerome. If you're trying to win a regular season game in, like, Cleveland or Utah on a Thursday night, kind of see why Steve Kerr is just a little more confident that Ty Jerome's not going to do the three stupid things that moody again because like moody doesn't have the ball enough right now to do the stuff that pissed yeah. off kerr right yeah. the turnovers in certain spots yeah. and everything like he's really just out yeah. like i'm gonna grab some offensive rebounds i'm gonna cut i'm gonna make an open three i'm gonna try to play some defense and dive for the ball and i'm not gonna touch the ball just more than that like yeah honestly yeah. it's just like trust like i'm like i don't know it's weird basketball's regular season basketball compared to playoff basketball is really weird it's a different sport it's we can get into a million different ways that showed up and shown up just in these yeah. playoffs, but yeah, and leads to this point where Moody, but he's been doing his thing. Like Moody's over. Yeah, he's over. BS, like he's he's out here hooping, man. Um, 
And hopefully it means that there's consistent minutes next season. I think it's underrated that Jordan Poole, I think when you look at all the kind of – because the Warriors, yeah, I've had this before with young players of getting them and then not playing them very much and trying to find them in sport while we're kind of while we're in contention. But it's kind of in the air. We draft late, we draft late in the draft, so usually how it ends up going. But um, Poole, that just probably stands out more than anybody. It's just he got uh, just he got time. Like he's the person like Jordan Poole got to play, like, be on the court playing for Steve Kerr, like kind of playing for this coach mm-hmm. and under- playing for a system like for a whole season really. And there was no pressure, like not like a crazy amount of pressure to win. And I think that's really like I wish kind of when I look at a lot of the young guys since then, maybe and mm-hmm. even before that, like, oh, realizing like it took them a long time to trust in Looney, but they never got a time where they could like throw Looney out there in the first four years of his career and let him play 65 or 70 games. Like Jordan yeah. Poole played a lot of games his rookie season where he just got to make a lot of mistakes. And be, he wasn't even at- athletic enough, I think, like that first two, three months, he was hardly athletic enough to to be a uh, competent offensive player, nonetheless, the defensive player, but he got to be out there and play, play through mistakes. And just even, yeah, and then Kurt just, yeah, speak to Kurt. Kurt's so interesting. Yeah, I think back to that, like, he did lay a lot of groundwork for probably what helped him win the championship. Like, coaching really goes back, probably, like, yeah, giving him the credit. Like, yeah, it, all the little things that he did probably started to probably lay the groundwork and to keep the system intact in the way in the years where, in that year where we were bad and then to try to rebuild it the next year. Like, it's a lot, but then yeah, you get to the. I guess what we're talking about, what brought this up, was just the moody thing, and just yeah, it's just hard to actually balance the two the two worlds of trying to build to build a playoff roster, trying to figure out trying to figure out how you're gonna contend, and then also develop guys who are in their first two years of their career. So also get them time. Yeah, it's probably why Looney makes sense about as you're going through it. Looney's probably the better comp for what it's going to have to look like for Moody. Because, like, you do the full yeah. comp, and, like, the thing in my head is, like, the difference is, like, oh, those two seasons you're talking about were pulled out. Those chances are the two seasons the Warriors didn't make the playoffs. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yep. ends up being, like, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, the difference between this kind of thing. But we'll see. I'm interested to see how the path goes. I think a lot of people, and, like, uh, me included, like, it's just, it's hard not to be frustrated with, like, you couldn't find any time for this guy. And now he's, like, your, again, just your rotation is, like, seven and a half guys deep, and he's playing every night. And it's just kind of wild that there were no minutes for this guy. But I think the encouraging part is, like, yeah, if we were worried that Steve Kerr was never going to trust this guy to be a factor on this team, like, if anything, these last six games have shown us, like, no, Steve Kerr knows probably maybe more than any of us that – this is a guy that can contribute on a winning playoff basketball team. So we'll see. We'll see how the rest of it is. Two more years, two more years on the rookie deal or late second round pick. No, he was early. He was lottery. Yeah. Two more years on the, on the contract. We'll see how they go. Um, but yeah. Any other, I think that was good. Good to go. Moody. Any other thoughts on the game before we maybe move on to a couple other things? Good. Okay, let's uh, uh, I'll, uh, one, last, yeah, one last thing I'll say is I don't know if that was Kerr or Mark Jackson. They used to run out them uh, bench lineups, blowout lineups. They used to give up games. At some point, we was running out. Just we had no. Oh yeah, that was in the back. No of my position. Head when he it was had a bunch Stephen of big. Draymond out of, there for some reason. Still, my bad. But but no, I just it was funny. That Gary Payton the second is like the perfect like he preserves many role, can serve potentially many roles in the NBA as a role player. But it just he's kind of perfect for like. If when you go up 20 points and you do need somebody to just like, 
feel like he just can make the energy of the game remain fun while also mm-hmm. just yeah like doing all the little things yeah. to make sure that the team doesn't come back like what happens in the blood like, i've seen teams yeah, seen especially in the nba these days like yeah the three-point shot 25 three-point lead in one quarter like that's not it like teams can cut that shit down yeah, so it's, I like I noticed that it's like yeah, I like Gary out there with that, like with Kaminga and Moody, even when they think they left Stephen Draymond out there a little too long. But I've never probably been as comfortable as I would be probably with a guy like Gary Payton. Like oh, I just forget like he's not really playing as much in the core rotation probably since the since the first like since the first couple of games of the King series, maybe even even if then. But but yeah, it's like still like oh, he just he's just the perfect warrior man. Everything about Gary. <laughs> I'll see. Uh, well, you know, Gary Payton. I couldn't tell. Gary Payton said something to LeBron going in at halftime. Gary Payton Senior said something. LeBron looked like he was about to respond. He just kept walking up. So what the interaction was? The Warriors is uh, Gary Payton is the Warriors. Shannon Sharp. That's pretty good. Interesting track back for. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Gary Payton played for the Lakers. He won the yeah, Western yeah. Conference title with the Lakers. That's pretty funny. Oh, it all crosses over. Uh, for sure. All right, we want to talk. We want to talk in B. Hold on, oh, Jason no, Tatum. Oh, we want. I mean, that kind of relates. Never want to see the Mamba mentality. None of that Kobe <laughs> shit ever again. Because I never bet on him or Jalen Brown. Because I never know which one. But the one time I bet on Jason Taylor, Tatum, one for seven was seven points. He ain't get points or rebounds. Or it wasn't. It's not like he got assists and rebounds either. He just played like shit, and they blew him out. So I was like, what is going on? That was the funny part. Is that I feel like saw maybe you and some other people just posting the trash line. And it was like. It was only like the third quarter, and he just stayed at one for seven because like his yeah, team like just blew like, him out despite. And it's just, ah man, you know, yeah, it's a weird team. Yeah, <laughs> I had to say, all we could say about them was like Celtics fans are funny, but uh, I feel like I get to take a lot of Coley in on on Trill on the Trill Withers show, but Coley felt like. Comparing him to, I heard a, I heard a younger fan kind of going off on the Celtics, that, which was funny. They probably compare hearing kind of Coley, not to call Coley, but like to hear someone like, so like a, like dude, a kid, kid, kid that was out of high school kind of going off on the Celtics. But it was funny just to hear him even kind of just in a simple way kind of explaining the game, like, like, uh, not understanding why it feels like they can get to the paint. And then when Jason and Jalen start settling for jump shots, even when things are going well, kind of thing. And I just wonder what their games, Jay Tatum's game, and I was just like, Tatum seems like he's been struggling for a while. No, I guess that's where my head's at. Talking about Tatum, it's like, seems like they didn't close the season that well. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder with him. I never, I've never known what to really, how to really place him in the top ten. I know he's, I know he's in the, I know he's in the top ten players in the NBA, but I just don't know how to place him. To the, near the upper echelon, really the two top tiers like of echel, upper echelon players. I feel like even I don't know where he, how close he actually even is to either of them, you know. And but uh, he's yeah, Jason Tatum, but I feel like it's that yeah, it's, it's, he's a small superstar, small forward. You're looking at the rest of the top players in the NBA. Yeah, I don't know if we're seeing that. He he resembles probably KD more than anybody. I don't know if there's any other three men really in that top ten players in the NBA. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Size, size, uh, Hemi, Hemi Butler. Yeah, and no, I was saying Jimmy Butler over everything, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, Durant's always been the comp, and it's just weird because, like, I feel like there's a lot of intangible stuff he brings to the table. 
that Durant sometimes frustrates me for not bringing, but also Durant's just a bucket in a way. It's a consistent bucket in a way, Jason Tatum. Like a play, like every playoffs at a point where Jason or Kevin Durant reminds you, it's like, no, like there's value in the fact that you've seen some of the best scorers of all time over this last decade, but I'm the one, like if I get going, you just can't stop me no matter who, like type thing. And like Tatum's not there. Tatum's not that guy on offense. and But they both have the kind of like... Tatum's embraced passing in a way I probably wish Durant did more, but like also just not great at it. And it's just hard. It's hard to explain. Like both of those players can get assists and even keep turnovers down a bit. But just the intuition of being an offense into themselves is a thing both of them lack. And again, Tatum doesn't bring the legendary like Durant literally brings like top one, two, three all time offense to the table. Like in absence of that, and Tatum doesn't have that and He's still really good. He does the intangible shit that sometimes I wish Durant did, which is why, like, he, he like, he's probably still going to get to, they're probably still going to get to the finals. Like, after all of this, like, the Celtics will probably still get to the finals this year. But there's something to be said about they should. how weird, yeah. how just weird it all has been, how weird it all looks. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the, the thing may be in their favor. The MVP came back in that game. And seem to not necessarily help the situation much. At least if we're just playing results. Uh, but yeah, any thoughts off Rip just on the Joel MVP? Or just that last game in general? The Celtics game where they blow out the Sixers? Jordan, you got any y'all? No MVP thoughts? Joel Embiid is the most oh. valuable player of the season. Of oh, the series? I was going to talk about the MVP. Uh, oh. or do you have? I was actually gonna ask if we could pull up the 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 ooh, Joel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the most valuable player in basketball. Obviously, I don't know. I I don't know. That game was weird to watch. I don't, I don't even think I watched all of it, but just yeah, I don't know. I kind of expected. I expected them to. I was expecting them to lose. Not necessarily, not not really, not necessarily because Joel came back, but just because of just the the adjustment, or I guess just seeing that they play a completely different way. Like is like Harden's game completely changes when Joel plays, and I don't know. I guess it's just a test. Like uh, you guys probably, I don't know. I don't know how long the duo actually lasts because because I don't know how much they complement each other, and I think this might just be a. This series might be a good example, a perfect example of it, or just the these last two games, just seeing like, yeah, it's just not as much ball movement. I feel like it's just they just play a whole, it's just a completely different fashion of basketball, which makes sense because you got the MVP. But yeah, I don't know. They're just not the right players yeah, playing I, off of them. Yeah, Philly's Philly's weird in that way. I'd say yeah, I think it's. I've been looking at uh, some of the older teams from the 90s recently. I would say Harden's at that interesting point in his career where I think I would I would want to go back and actually see some games of, like, Barkley on the Rockets with Akeem and stuff like that. Just two great players, like, not in the height, not at the height of their careers anymore, but... I imagine like Mike Harden, like there are times, there are times in the season, there's like yeah, games, games in the playoffs where maybe Barkley or maybe whoever was they had Clyde, uh, Clyde still too. I think it was just like maybe they looked 
closer to a upper echelon version of themselves and where things made sense but like maybe the fit like we're saying like maybe the fit was clunky like maybe it just wasn't like maybe they weren't good for each other this was just great talent i think it's more so great talent together it can look like it works it can catch catch the right catch the right rhythm from time to time but how much logistically does does the Harden and Bead pair work going forward, or how much like yeah, how much long like you said that with Barkley going to the Rockets, it wasn't gonna last forever, you know? Like how long is Harden gonna be a sixer? He still has I mean, still got a good that's the thing though, that could but, be the end of this year. Thing that I just like even without Harden, like I don't know who who do you put with Embiid like guard wise, like mm-hmm. to where. I don't know to where you to where they could who's his Kobe to where he could, yeah who's it yeah who's his Kobe pretty much like I don't know what it looks I don't know what it looks like maybe he just maybe he needs a new he needs a Kobe and a new coach maybe but yeah I don't know yeah no I mean you could argue maybe there's no Kobe because he's not quite Shaq like I don't know that's hard to say Shaq's a hard goal Embiid's a good passer it's hard it's hard to really find flaws in Embiid's offensive game like when you're breaking down in totality but I think we've all watched enough play like enough games to be like kind of looks weird at the end of the game sometimes man I don't know but um yeah, yeah no it's an interesting the mix is interesting it'll be interesting if it lasts past this year and if Harden is out the door what happens is it somebody like Dane um which again, I don't know. Is that enough? Is Dame enough? Yeah, if that's Harden what wasn't enough, is Dame enough? Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It gets really interesting. Um, you guys wanna hear the ballot, how the ballots turned out for the MVP? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Joel and B I'll do points, total points first, and I can go through the actual voting. But Joel and B nine hundred fifteen points, Nikola Jokic six hundred seventy four points, Giannis six hundred six points. Tatum at four with 280 points. And Shea. Shea got the fifth ballot spot with 46 total points. Shea Gilgis Alexander. So, Joel Embiid, 73. Or any thoughts on just the points spread out before I got through individual votes just off rip? Shea was surprising to me that he got the fifth spot. I didn't know that. I didn't know it. Well, what do the points go by? So, here we go. So, I'll do, yeah. So, we'll jump in. We'll just jump in the vote. So, Giannis... No, sorry, Joel, uh, 73 first, first place votes, Jokic 15 first place votes, Giannis 12 first place votes. So Joel and B got mm-hmm. 73, nobody else more than 20 second place votes, Jokic or Joel and B with 25. So, of like the 27 people that didn't vote Joel and B first, they voted him second, Jokic with 52 of those, Giannis with 23. And be two third place votes. So again, the two people that didn't vote him first or second voted him third. Uh, Yoke is thirty two. Giannis sixty five. Surprising one. Tatum eighty nine. First place vote. Uh, fourth place votes. He got one third place vote. Shea twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Twenty eight of the total votes. Uh, Mitchell had twenty seven, but Shea had twenty eight. People say that he deserved that fifth spot, and six people that had him above Tatum for fourth, as the fourth person in MVP voting. So. Yeah, that seems the most. I have it on the screen, but that seems like the most that uh, stood out. Steph got two fifth-place votes and one third-place vote. Luka, two. As well, Luka got two fourth-place votes and four fifth-place votes, and his team didn't make the playoffs. Nobody else on this list is on a team that didn't make the playoffs. How much? Wait, so what was Shea's 
Let's go. How much did Shea get thirds, or did he just get fourth? No, nah, Shea got four sixth place votes and twenty eight fifth place votes. Twenty eight fifth place. So he just yeah, he got the most fifth or yeah. Donovan Mitchell twenty seven fifth place votes and one fourth place vote. Sabonis twenty four fifth place votes one fourth place vote. That's probably the wildest part. Is De'Aaron only gets two total votes. And Sabonis gets twenty five total votes, twenty seven total points. And Racism. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, the that's playoffs yeah. showed us. I hear you, stuff. Perkins. <laughs> hey, um, man. Go ahead, my bad. No, yeah, no, I, I just, I, I don't go. Yeah, Fox, Fox deserves some votes, man. I don't know. Fox yeah. deserves some, some, some of them fourth, fifth place votes. It's great. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like he probably also deserved the All Star too, but. Mm-hmm. How it goes? It's a it's a David Lee Steph Curry situation, except for more racism. Yeah. Never mind. I was Dang, it is. Some more, some more, some more impactful. You feel me? Basketball player than David Lee was at from 2012 to 2012 version of you before that season start. If they if they came back and saw Sabonis today, would they actually think that? Think about it. Think about how we. I mean, we kind of knew with D Lee. Then, but we kind of also know it's a bonus now. Is it much different? Now? I, was, I mean, that was 10 years ago. I feel like we, you know, game change. Yeah, I'll be watching Dave Lee sometimes. Like, this is, yeah. Yeah, no, he's much, no, don't even push. Sabonis is a much better player than Dave Lee was, but also. You can put some yeah. bonus back. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird balance. I will point out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I think I mentioned Luca. I mentioned Donovan. I mentioned Steph. Jimmy Butler got three fifth place votes. Darren Fox, the two fifth place votes. Brunson got one. And Ja. Ja got one. Shout out to whoever gave Ja a vote after this season. Shout, shout out to you. Um, but, yeah, that's, yeah. that's everybody that got a vote. Um, any thoughts? Any thoughts up top? Yeah. I feel like we kind of all thought. It's a weird, it's a weird award. Embiid probably had the best season. We gotta stop. Embiid probably had the best season. Sorry, go ahead. I think maybe this is the the end of the centers. End of the centers. The centers won an MVP or this little 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 run we've had. I guess Maybe Who's Giannis. Giannis is weird, but Jokic and Jokic and Embiid. I can still see the voter fatigue with Jokic playing in the factor. I think he needs to do a lot. It's like from here on out, he's going to need to do a lot to in order to win one, or he's going to need some time to have passed. And I think Embiid is, I think Embiid is in a situation where it's just hard for me to see him play, playing 70 games Again. plus. So I don't know. If, I just don't see them being like, yeah, I don't see them being, I don't see them giving Embiid getting two MVPs playing less than 70 games. But, did he play 70 games this year? I don't think he did. I don't know if he got to 70. I don't think anybody did. Uh, 70, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying, like, we're going that direction too. So it's hard. like players are getting close to the totals that Embiid plays and they're already 82. But, but I just can see, I can see Embiid and Jokic being in a position now where they have to do a lot to win the MVP and neither of them really neither of them really chasing for it and then mm-hmm. yeah, I was gonna say the part where who comes in after but Yeah, well I think I that's know, the I think, question. I think it gets just, a little more balanced than Tatum though. I think it is I think it is like I think we do get shifted back, I guess. I think the voters do go the guard route, even though even though if like I said we might be in a situation where Jokic, Giannis or Embiid is more impactful. Jokic or Giannis to me probably just yeah, it seems like ends up being more impactful on a night to night basis than 
It's like, yeah, I don't want to just say John Moran. I feel like there has to be someone I mean, that's else. The whole thing, though, it's hard to tell from now. That's yeah. the tough part. Yeah. Like, I agree I mean, with your yeah, premise like, of like where the big man is made big man is maybe going, especially after this playoffs, unless Jokic pulls this out. Um maybe Embiid does too. I just don't have the confidence in that one. But I kind of see that direction you're heading, but it's also just because again, it's like Steph's nope, we're not Steph's probably not winning MVP next year just for the like, games who, played. So who is it? Shea? Or who are you gonna say? Or Dame, yeah, I guess that's free if Dame frees himself, I feel like the lead's uh, gonna get him. That's one. a good one. Dame yeah, that's a good one. That's a you good one. I guess the overall yeah, I guess the overall though, it's maybe the I don't know. I feel like yeah, it feels weird to say. If De'Aaron Fox is a one or two seed next year, get more serious consideration. I think we can get maybe an Eric. Maybe we do get they more. Can Eric, 60, if they Derek can win like sixty-two MVP, plus, but, yeah. If they can win sixty yeah, plus, yeah, that's having improved. Yeah, but yeah, I was like, yeah, let's, let's probably throw him, him and yeah, the him and him, Jai and Shea, I guess, being in the category. Probably mm-hmm. we're interesting three players to rank at the three point guards. Three guards, not three point guards, not named Steph Curry, will have a best chance of you know being getting close to winning the MVP, you know, over the next probably four or five years. And then oh, I forgot Tatum about Jalen Brunson just hangs around Steph Curry uh, agenda. That might be it. If your boy jumps in there as the fourth guy to that group, vote. if Brunson's, hey, if Brunson's yeah, he saying, he's already he's already right there. If you put him Brunson with 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 Morant Foxing, what's that to say? Morant Foxing Shea. Yeah, yeah. Or the young ones. but then yeah, then Dame. Dame's the other guy. It's like Dame gets yeah. Dame goes east. Dame Dame goes east. Man, play for the the Sixers. One of them long Sixers, Celtics, or Bulls. But yeah, it, realistically, this is a Sixers. You get some East Coast bias, man. He, he in there. He in there. Dame make sure he get it done too. He put up make sure it's thirty a game too, and be miss half the let him be miss half the season. Dame go to work. But but yeah, I just feel like like yeah, I feel like the voter fatigue thing. Maybe we finally it helps. Transition. It might feel weird now, I guess, but like maybe one, I get two years in a row where we happen to maybe get a guard, and the first year is those narrative based, but the second year maybe it is Shea or De'Aaron or Ja winning, like leading their team to sixty plus wins or whatever it is. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it feels weird. It feels weird that I feel like we got the run of centers kind of winning the MVP, and it never felt like any of them were definitively the two of the Giannis, Jokic, and Bead. But then also even throw Giannis in there as a four and five, as a power forward and center maybe. But never felt like there was a, de- a long definitive time where they were the best player in the world, you know. And the center came back, and then it's I don't know, it's sticking some around. People like to give Giannis that crown. I agree with you, but I do yeah. feel like people for some reason, like over the last, where are people have kind of back way and said like, yeah, last four or five seasons, Giannis the best player, and it's like, eh. And I get it because like if you go from MVP season to now, it's two MVPs, it's a title and a Finals MVP. Get why it will maybe be considered, but yeah, no. To your point, I don't feel like any of these dudes have really had that actually. By main point that Kawhi on like one leg kind of stole the championship from them when they had their yeah. shot. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Um, I like some of the names you guys are throwing out for next year. If it is going to be a guard, though, I think yeah, just the potential of OKC oh, maybe cool. being a fifty-five plus sixty-win team. Um, obviously, the Grizzlies kind of back in that spot again, and the Sacramento and Sacramento maybe looking to put themselves back in the mix. There's gonna be some good guard options. I can see it flipping, kind of like you said, a Derrick Rose, a Derrick Rose type of one. Even though I don't think it's gonna be hated as much as that Heat team hated next year. Oh, this is gonna be a wild. Even summer. then, I would say yeah. I mean, Jokic lose four games in a row right now. <laughs> they, they never give him an award. They never give him an award again. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that would be funny. <laughs> Even though Duncan did that too to this to Kevin Durant. So yeah, know? Uh, but yeah, no, they True. wouldn't let Jokic. No, yeah, no, they, they wouldn't let Jokic. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. But no, nah, yeah, Shay's Shay's interesting. So like, it'll just one less Derrick Rose, more like how good is this dude, and are they about to how good is this team going to be? And yeah, it's how impactful it is going to be to see a guard because I feel like it is. Yeah, maybe that thing is. Damn, who's the top? Damn. If Curry's the best point guard, has been the best point guard in the league the last four years. Was Ja just kind of? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the last. Oh four yeah, years, last four years. Yeah, just looking you, at yeah. the last three, four years. I guess just looking at the point no, guard yeah, and the shooting guard and the shooting guard position. They're interesting in shape. Chris, but yeah, Chris and Ja. Yeah. Because yeah. Chris got. Is it like? If Shea plays a lot of games, it just might be the first time in a while we've seen a, uh, yeah, a point yeah. guard. A guard, even I mean, like a point guard or shooting guard at that level. Like, of it, like if Shea kind of passing up Ja, was this, that was this season. We yeah. could argue that that might be where we're heading. Um, yeah. Because it passed like man, he serving with my brother. He on Zion Hole. Going back to probably Harden's last season. And Harden even since, you know. But yeah, we're going back to Harden's last season of being the guy guy. I mean, since then, since what, the 2018 maybe? Or 1920? But in whatever it was. But like, even if you include, yeah, include like who was the number two guy behind him? Like, is it Deep Book? Like, or Deep Book? I mean, Bradley Bill had it for a half second. And then we all um, but until then, yeah, we're gonna it didn't even have He just hasn't been that guy. So, listening to the garage. I guess we're getting it. Shows like with Shay, we have the potential to get the closest. Now, I don't know he's close or how close he is. Tough to compare, but it feels like we're as far as level closest to Steph Curry and James Harden, as those are the last two great guards we've seen. Like, it feels like the start of Shay's prime is closer to that than Bradley Bill and Devin Booker. He are Devin. I'll give him some time still, but Bradley, like, yeah, man, this one. J-Mack, great player, great player, but he was J-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A. like, yeah, unrealistic to think like he's gonna have uh, Steph Curry, James Harden levels of success. Shay is like, see what happens. Uh, I spell Mike M one K E. Trash Mike. That's Mike with the one again, or at Trash All transition. Uh, just because um, we mentioned uh, YouTube as well, if it's a Derrick Rose MVP coming up in the, in the near future, and we don't really have a LeBron like a Heat team to be um, hated. So please but check us out there. The show, um, what if Giannis maybe was out soon because the coach is going out now. Live show, you can find us. Chris Middleton's a free agent. I think he has a chance to be a free agent this year. Drew Holiday's up for an extension. Brooke Lopez um, is a free agent, sorry, and more importantly than all of those NBA contract statuses, they're all old and probably going to have more than three seasons left in them. Twitch, that's twitch.tv. How much longer is Giannis playing in Milwaukee? Again, that's probably a weird way to approach the bug conversation, but how much longer do you guys think Giannis stays in Milwaukee, actually? Yeah, we'll be with you in a couple days, and never forget, it all starts basketball. Oh, man. Peace. I'm interested to see, actually. Yeah, that's uh, them firing buds just surprised me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I can see him winning. I can see him winning out. I just don't know where he goes. But uh, that's scary. Pretty scary to think about. Not as early as this summer. Am I being too anxious to say maybe there's a chance even this summer, some out of nowhere? To I mean, I can't. Right. I can't put it past anything with the NBA these days. Like. Like, I guess, and that's where I was going to go with it was, I would say, yeah, I would lean too early, but my, my, where I was going to bring up, or just my ratio was, I don't, 
Plus, organization has never impressed me, and I think that they stumbled into stumbled into being just good enough to pull off that uh, championship, and then like mm-hmm. kind of that hit. Yeah, it, it, we know. I feel like a lot of people talk about how hit Bud, like hit Bud was hiding. But I think Bud. People talked about Bud not being as good of a coach, or mm-hmm. or that championship secured his job. But he had his flaws, and everyone, yeah, everyone kind of knows of Bud's playoff flaws. I think the front office was as much, if not more, of a problem going in, like to the my, the Bud era. I don't think they really resolved anything. I think they got lucky with Drew Holiday. I don't think anybody really saw Drew Holiday being this impactful and this good as he was for the Bucks in the championship run, and really just overall the last two, three seasons. He had one of his best seasons, regular seasons last season. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think Drew Holiday and then Brooke, like I think I think those two. Give them credit. They're like crafty vet moves, but the Drew Holiday move at the time, it just didn't. Nothing about what they were, the direction the the general manager, of the organization was going, made it feel like they knew what they were doing for Giannis. Like they they were going to know how to put a team around Giannis to win the championship, and it feels like player, the player, probably Drew Holiday, the greatness of Giannis, Giannis, Giannis and and uh, is what gets them close. It gets them there. I don't think the team that really went in the Bledsoe that's what it was like the 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 big decision before I guess was Bledsoe Brogdon kind of thing I think that's where they were at I think before Holiday and just Mm. I don't think they had a good understanding of like how to do this like like how to how to yeah how to build a content like how to really build a contender that was going to make get past the conference finals you know it felt like they were going to come up and you pair that with Bud it feels like yeah now we can see this is probably going to end in first second or even best case scenario, third third round playoff losses where your flaws flaws of the roster and the flaws of the coach are exposed. So, I guess all that to say, the, the the organization is really really incompetent, or or if that's what's behind the scenes is that they really don't know what they're doing and they just fired their coach. Then yeah, maybe Giannis sees really quickly that they have no idea what they're doing and how to put this all together because, like you said, everything feels like it could kind of like yeah, you get. Question: Middleton started taking some offers or whatever. The Brook Drew being old, the Brook and Drew being older situations, like like and needing to needing to needing to get the value back because they've been so instrumental in yeah the regular season of your team now. Like see this organization really quickly kind of folding to folding and and yeah and and they would have to be putting put their foot in their mouth in a crazy way. But I do not know if that's not possible. Like I've never had confidence or faith in that. Yeah, Milwaukee. Uh, I've always felt, yeah, Giannis. I feel like if Giannis, but more realistic, I feel like Giannis sees the real Milwaukee Bucks the next two, three years, and then he probably wants out, and nobody will see feel any type of way because I feel like he's, they're not going to be, yeah, I don't know how, how they put a team, I don't know how this organization puts a team around Giannis transitioning out of this era of the team yeah you put yourself you put yourself in a weird spot like for a good reason like if you put yourself yeah, in the spot to win a championship and you win a championship like fucking didn't make a mistake it's a it's a success every time um but yeah this is the result and now you're on a team you're on a team where it's like yeah you yeah it's a it's gonna be tough to even bring the team back intact it's gonna cost you a lot and even that might not feel like enough because again it's it's everybody in their 30s and like later 30s not later uh mid approaching mid 30s for some of them so we'll see we'll see how it goes it could just also be you know fresh coach maybe they still want more with this group before it really falls apart who knows who they try to bring in it'll be interesting to see any any 
Oh yeah, who they bringing in? Like, yeah, I haven't heard much. Maybe besides like a little nurse talk, but like any dream like land, anybody that you think would be perfect for the spot, or anybody you think would be good. Mm. Haven't heard much yet. It's just didn't have. I feel like it happened. I feel like I saw it happening during the either right before the Lakers game, Warriors Lakers game. It hasn't yeah. hasn't been out there for 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 a while yet. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I wonder who they get. Yeah. I also want to say I feel like yeah, whenever their fall off happens, it's just gonna it, we're gonna notice it's gonna happen quick. I feel like whenever it does happen, mm-hmm. like sooner or later, it's gonna happen quick. Because at the end, cause, yeah, even if it happens later, who wants to after everybody's gone or everybody's aging out? No, like who really wants to go? What's yeah, what star that Giannis Milwaukee, need yeah. wants to go and play Milwaukee's like? It's always yeah. an issue. I don't know. Last time someone asked him about playing for the Bulls, and he seemed like he was open to it, which was a weird thing for him to do. That was a year or two ago. So who knows, man? Um, any other thoughts on anything else that's going on in the NBA? I was gonna ask before we wrapped up for predictions for tomorrow, but before that, any any thoughts on anything else that's been going on in the NBA today? Last couple of days since we've been on. Last thing on Giannis, I say KD better get to Miami before Giannis do. He's gonna take your spot, boy. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere once he get there. KD, that's yeah. oh, that's what, okay. That I remember the KD. KD's unlucky in a weird way to me because I think you look at most of the top ten players of all time, all the players ahead of him, or whatever you rank them, but the players around him, the mm-hmm. 10, 10 to twelve best, it's like. Mm-hmm. I think they all got a great basketball mind and like years with a great basketball mind. And I think the closest KD gets to that is the Warriors with Kerr and yeah, him and Kerr. And or just, it's just, yeah, for me, it's that's a whole, whole deep dive of the last season of them, those two together. But it's just fun. I think it's funny to think of KD needs to maybe find that. I think his last chance and like, get, get to Pat Riley mm-hmm. because. I mean, Shaq's a merch, I guess. That's the whole like Shaq went Phil Jackson. Shaq went to Phil Jackson. He went from Phil Jackson and he got traded to Pat Riley. Like, I think that's where his champions. Like, he he went to great basketball minds, great people who knew how to put great basketball teams together. And KD, I mean, he did it and everybody got mad when he did it. When he did it but, you know, but and he did it in a, in a specific way. But I do think that's where he, you know, as far as. Mm-hmm. But watching him year by year go through, like trying to figure this out, what his looks like in the NBA, I think it still just makes sense to try to attach yourself to one of these guys, like one of the one of the coach, one of the, somebody along that coaching tree, or that the Phil Jackson Popovich, uh, Pat Riley like uh, tree of success, because all of the ten greatest players benefited from those guys. That's all. <laughs> In a lot of ways, and once they got with those guys, they really didn't leave those guys. So I don't like I said, I don't blame except LeBron, except LeBron, except LeBron. And Katie Damn. wanted to be LeBron, and you know, Katie's not. Hey, I think the, the moral of this story is Katie's not LeBron because as much as to your point, Katie didn't get any of that. You know what, Katie got that none of those other people got to play with Tim yeah. Duncan or Stephen Curry. Um, so that's the other side of it. And again, it's probably equivalent. Like I'm not gonna say one's better than the other. But you know, only LeBron yeah. leaves and has success after. No, only LeBron leaves and has success after the fact. And Katie wanted to be yeah. LeBron. And I'll, yeah. Katie, we're learning Katie's not LeBron. LeBron won with Steph. One with Ty Lue, and he won with, with Frank Vogel. Yeah, Katie ain't winning with Jacques Vaughn and Monty Williams, boy. It ain't happening. <laughs> 
and like Ty Lue's a great coach. Frank Vogel had a great oh, yeah, season yeah. coaching that year, but Frank Vogel is a uh, Frank Vogel is never until that point really established himself as a uh, playoff like playoff top tier high level elite playoff success type of coach. So. You know, yeah. you could argue he's maybe an equivalent to a Scott Brooks type. Actually, if you think if you think closely about it, but um, I ain't gonna do that. I love I've always love Vogel, and I've never had a. I've always liked Vogel. I've never liked Scott Brooks, so I can't really go. But yeah, yeah. some I, levels I, of success. I'll say that you know, some of levels hey. of success. Yeah. One of them had KD, and one, one of them had Ronnie won a championship in the West. So yeah, there we go. Point. Yeah, yeah. was it goofy ass Paul George? He got a, he got a lot out of goofy ass Paul George. He made a career. He got his whole career out of that. Roy Hibbert. He had Roy Hibbert doing yogurt. Uh, yogurt. Roy Hibbert doing yogurt. And he had Paul George. Paul George looking like a serious basketball player. Lance. Lance. Ray Vogel was doing some work. Danny Granger, the NBA used to be ugly as hell. That's so mean Danny. to say about Danny, Danny Granger. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> he was a bucket man. No, I know that. He was one of the buckets. Just Danny try Granger to go back and watch them the games, man. Who? I don't know. Yeah, it's different. It was different, you know. Uh, it was different. Uh, any uh, Devin Harris? Like, Ooh, Devin Harris. He's with All Stars. I'll man, never forget that season. He was quick. I'm trying to think who the, think about how much better Jalen Brunson is than Devin Harris. Yeah, <laughs> hey man, that's not a good. <laughs> but they've had they've done similar things both in the New York, Brooklyn, New Jersey sphere. Both like second tier player, like kind of second level players on the Dallas Mavericks. You know. Yeah, no, nah, it's yeah, yeah. It it, have, it changed fast. It changed fast, Old especially with the gu- with them guards. Well, I guess well, those weren't role players back then. Those were all stars. So, yeah. no, well, Danny, it was like it was Danny Granger was nice, but Devin, that Devin Harris year, that was, yeah, that was just was random. Yeah. yeah, both all stars. Yeah, he made it once, point. maybe, and then Devin Harris definitely got one. He got an East one, but you know, he uh, yeah. he was better in the West than he was in the East, but he got an East one. That was the post. Wait, did that Jason Kidd got the championship? No, Devin Harris. What did Devin Harris go back? Uh, uh, they, they that, no, no, that was for each other. Yep, I think I'm they pretty, did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, because that's like yeah. after the All Star. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, okay, any predictions? Man. Oh, my bad. Go ahead, somebody. Else. No, you guys. Devin Harris on NBA Live was nice, man. <laughs> no, or two K two two K. Oh, he had the nice <laughs> shot. Yeah, I felt like he had like his own little layup package that didn't have his name on it, but it was the Devin Harris yeah. like. Package. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Ah man, NBA man, I'm trying to get old. He's playing. Yeah, you said Danny Granger that time. era. You said know. Danny Granger like basketball used to be ugly. I like that's that was ten years after basketball oh, started looking cool. I mean, it was ugly ten years before was, that. Five no, years it was that. still pretty ugly. At home. I know. We're looking still, back at this, like the nineties, Western Conference this. basketball. We talking about Ooh. Central Division. Central Division was rough. Yeah. Danny Granger, yeah. Danny Granger was the most Pistons. polished, like was the most was the most aesthetically pleasing basketball player probably in the Central Division. When did the, when did the uh, Bobcats Brian, stop being a team? When did they? That's a good question. What year was that officially? What have been? Ooh, it was it's probably around 08, right? Yeah, I was gonna say 08, 09. Gerald Wallace, because it was Gerald. They had a team, Gerald Wallace and Steven Jackson. Like, that's yeah. 
But that's what's man. They got too many teams in the NBA. That's what's a problem, man. It's really a problem. Getting two more. That's so dumb. I mean, they're more ready for it than ever now, but it was, it's really a crime to people like Steven Jackson, man. He was a Bobcats. hooper. Okay, 08 was too soon. Somebody want to guess the last year of the Charlotte Bobcats. It was, wait, 08? Oh, too soon. Okay, I was about to say. 2012. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 2011, 2012? Still too soon. So, wait. This is what I'm telling you how I'm telling you, so it was after that. So that's. Damn, yeah. Yeah. 15? <laughs> Nah, close. They was off 2014. 14? 14. Yeah. I was going to say, they wasn't. Was it 13, 14? 13, was 14 last... was their last season, yeah. Jeez. Okay, that makes sense. But, I mean, it, it don't feel right, but it makes sense. Because Kimba, Kimba, oh wait, Kimba was a Bobcat? Kimba, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kimba, Kimba was a Bobcat. Bobcat. Dang. Oh, oh, show a... drafted a Bobcat. He's a Bobcat. Was that three years? He got drafted in 11. Because that's the thing. I wonder what we're thinking. Because remember, like... The only like New Orleans had to not be the Hornets anymore. When did New Orleans become the Pelicans? Yeah. That's why I was getting confused because I feel like. Wait! Oh yeah! Wait! Now I'm getting yeah! Now I'm getting double confused. New Orleans became the New Orleans Pelicans. The that was Pelicans, and then the Bobcats just. Yeah, that's the one. The New Orleans became the Pelicans. I feel uh, like a year after they was like, okay, so we can make the Bobcats the Hornets again. Yeah. 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 I think when that. That must have been thirteen. Hornets to Pelicans, yeah, thirteen to fifteen. Hornets to Pelicans. Yeah. yeah, that's so dumb. Why did they do that? That's gonna <laughs> just be so confusing down the line. Just no, it's uh, cause yeah, they just adopted the history, right? Cause the Charlotte Hornets become the New Orleans Hornets. Yeah, so the New Orleans Hornets, the New Orleans Pelicans don't have a history pre two thousand thirteen. It's really weird, even though yeah, that, that team has been start. around longer than the Charlotte Bobcats. Have been yeah. Around. Because the Bobcats, I think, adopted the Hornets' history. It's even yep. weird just looking at the wikis and like, oh, yeah, these are two basketball teams that share a basketball. Like, it's like share a historical basketball team. It's really weird. It's weird. Mm. Too many teams. Added too many teams, man. Really? Oh, they added all the teams in like 12 years. We're about to have a team in Mexico. Soon. Mexico. Yeah, no, nah, that's happening. That's where the NBA wants it. I know everybody wants Seattle and Vegas, and we'll probably get one of those two, but the NBA wants Mexico City. As long as the G League team thing doesn't like end as a catastrophe, we're getting it. I got a feeling. Ooh, man. Ain't no, hey. They don't got 30 good owners. They, they barely got enough good GMs. I don't know if we need to add... This expansion thing, it just it's 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 usually ugly at the beginning. It is. It's gonna be different this time. Skill level is crazy right yeah, now. It's gonna be interesting. It's, yeah, it's higher than it's, it's cool and all. It's probably just more, yeah, the back looking back at what I've watched the last 20 years. I'm like, why did they expand? Why did they do that? They didn't need to do that. Nothing about early two thousands basketball needs thirty teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, especially early two thousands basketball. Uh, and they're just like adding, adding, adding like that. That we was done. No, one more. Go throw the twenty nine. Go one more. As soon as the two thousand start. Damn, I mean, uh, relax. Was a, was a tough number. Should have went down. Got rid of somebody. Went back to twenty eight. <laughs> Could have kept the divisions at four. Um, NBA. Anyways, I was mad. Steven Jackson's on the Bobcats. Why was anybody on the Bobcats? That's all a waste to everybody. The Bobcats were well, done. Jackson even just, not even just the, when they Jackson. came to the Hornets. 
We remember Steven this. What? Steve Jackson on the Bobcats? Steven Jackson negotiated a contract, like went up to himself, didn't even use the agent. He went up to the GM's office and negotiated a contract extension during the Steve Cohen era Warriors. And as soon yeah. as he got that contract extension, about a week and a half later, he demanded a trade. Hey, and, and ideally, they should have shipped him off to one of the maybe worst teams in the league, but not not, not the 30th worst team in the league that doesn't belong in the professional sports. Drag that where he team to, to the go. playoffs before Al Harris. Was he still there? No, he was there the first time. That's the thing. I was there, he was the, there the first time. time. Yeah, he was. He, was. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, Al believe So, Steve Jackson starts on the Spurs. Granger, yeah. See, okay, this is okay. I just look at Steve Jackson real quick, real quick because in 2002, go ahead, my bad. <laughs> Tony Parker, you look at the level Tony Parker. I don't know if Mount Jones even, even in the NBA when they won that chip, the 2003 championship yet, or if he's even came over yet or played. Wait, who? Mono Ginobili. Oh, but Ginobili. Parker, Ginobili, Steven Jackson, the A's that they all are in 2003, the roles that they play on that team. Steven Jackson. Looking forward, could have been just as important as Tony Parker to that dynasty as it could have been. And it's crazy where his career ends up. I feel like bouncing. Around. He plays on the uh, yeah an eight seed that meets a one seed, which is a crazy highlight in your career to have. But compared to being on you know the dynasty, being a, being on the San Antonio Spurs dynasty, and then also yeah spending time on something that probably should have never even existed when you could have just maybe ended up on another team that saw your potential. Yeah. Well, you you skipped, like the, the you second skip the moment. You skipped the moment. You skipped the moment. Where did he go after yeah. San Antonio? Well, that's the thing. You, that's the thing. You skipped the moment. He he was on and the he best had, team oh, in the East. Had. Yeah, he was on the best team in the East after he left San Antonio. That's all Malice and the Palace's fault that we didn't. He didn't get it like he was supposed to, you know. And also partially his fault because he didn't have to punch that many people when the Malice and the Palace happened, but he did. Hey, you man. know? he did. I mean, that's hey, that's hey, hey. David Stern was hey man. He expanded the league. Got the fans all, acting crazy. Not protecting the players. It's all Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace, ben Wallace choked the man on the court. I love how we always just forget that part. Like as much as Ron Artest, crazy. like I don't want to even like Ron Artest. Literally got two hand choked out by one of the most scariest players in the NBA. Just decided to lay down for some reason. He's Ron Artest. Get his composure. Threw a beer at him. You know what I mean? Everything. Everything about Ron Artest was doing made sense that night. It was just, yeah. Like, no. nothing crazy happened but to Ron Artest. Jackson? He kept his composure. Hey, hey. Steven Jackson's even more defensible than uh, J.O. Because like, even Steven Jackson, you kind of you feel a level of control like defending this guy. J.O. is literally just looking for people to punch. It's the funniest shit in the world. It's, yeah, it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I don't know. I, just, I still feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad for all them dudes. It was their That's moment. such a no, worst time man, in the NBA, That man. was a really good team, man. That really should have been something, especially just that Spurs Pistons era, kind of who dominates that era, I guess. So that they had this a moment. Last time, the last time, last time I want to ever, last time I hate on Steve Nash because because I've been hating on him pretty hard in my head recently, and I don't know how to how to rank him again. I feel like I'm a kid again, where I was. I feel like, yeah. Run our tests. <laughs> Run our tests at that Indiana Pacers team. <laughs> they stay together. Who has, who has a more realistic chance of going to the championship? Run our tests, Steven, Ron Artest and that Pacers team stays together for the next five years versus Steve Nash and the Phoenix Suns, who never went to the championship in the Western Conference. Yeah, no, definitely the Pacers, but that's also Who the best player on that team, too? That's also I think it's Ron Artest. No, definitely, but that's also... It's a point. It's a point to why Ron Artest is probably closer, or I should say, Meta, whatever. What are we supposed to call him? Ron yeah, Peace, Meta. whatever we're supposed to call him. Oh, now. my bad. But no, no, it's just, I don't think he cares that much actually. But um, I think 
it speaks to his how close how much closer he is to Nash than we probably think, but also it does speak to like Thank you. the East is like it was fine. Yeah, the East is bad. The East, like, part of the reason why Ronchez has a better chance is because he doesn't have to go through Tim Duncan, Kobe, Shaq, yeah. Dirk Nowitzki, and all that to get there. Which, again, just like, also, that's part of LeBron's thing. It's part of, like, even Jordan's thing, too, a little bit. So it's not, like, a knock or anything. But, yeah, no, it's a good point. That Ronchez, like, you could argue, well, we probably, like, argue that Steve Nash was never as bad a defender as anybody said he was, but Ronchez was nowhere close to, like, Ronchez was just a great two-way basketball player on both ends of the court, you know? One of the, I think, yeah, yeah, probably at his peak, yeah, it just got weird, man. He's just, yeah, one of the best, probably, yeah, one of the best two-ways we ever seen. They were shooting threes. I mean, playing Reggie Miller, they shooting, him and Steve Jackson both shooting threes at the time. It just felt like that team was going to be ahead of the curve in a way as the Pistons were falling off, too. Like, the Pistons were not. They're like, I feel like the Pistons trying to uppercut everybody that 0 2 even. But, like, after that, the door was right open for the Pacers to really just, like, all right, this is kind of Ron Artest and Steve Jackson are in their prime. Ron Artest is in his prime. And I guess all I have to say is, yeah, yeah just the peak of, peak of Ron Artest, another example of, Similar to Steven Jackson, he ends up going to take two games off the Spurs on the Sacramento Kings. Like, you know, he has some cool, play- has some cool playoff moments with the Rockets. He has cool playoff moments. Like, yeah, it's like well, he has cool playoff moments on teams that don't really have a chance to win a championship or anything like that. It's just like, ah, man. You're saying you didn't want We Believe to happen? I'm not saying, saying man. Just, you know, that's what makes We Believe special because Don, yeah. That the, every every single one of those guys is, is so interested in their basketball journeys before and after, but but yeah, just where the NBA is at. But yeah, no, I just I guess the the the, the I guess it was all to say as we talked about the Kendrick Perkins thing. It was just like there was never a world, especially in two thousand and five. I guess in two thousand and five, like way America was like there was never a world where Ron Artest was going to get close to top two or three in MVP voting, and there was a world where Steve Nash. Was definitely like was definitely was gonna be where Steve Nash, yeah, throughout his prime was there was no doubt at that time if a player a white player like Steve Nash was going to be putting up the level of play that Steve Nash was he was gonna get as many votes or gonna be as close to the MVP award as he could be so like just yeah mm-hmm. Nash is amazing I feel like I'm hating on the dude now he's great I just Ron Artest probably peak Ron Artest man you know that dude was, I'm taking him probably over a lot of people. A lot of people. One yeah. season. Peak Artest. Yeah, we never really got it. I mean, that was tough. The season I was there, we didn't get it, which is always going to be the thing. With Ron, it was like when it all came together. That was going to be a really good team. It was already a really good team just to start that season. Um, any predictions for tomorrow's games? Both games tomorrow, we're getting Suns and Nuggets, and we're getting Philly Celtics, any any predictions? Anybody uh, got any thoughts on where the series are at or what? Does does Philly defend home court and take the lead back in the series? Kind of for both series. I don't know. Does Jimmy Butler play? I'll check that. Well, you guys talk about um, Philly. I think Philly. I'll check if Jimmy Butler's playing. Or not Jimmy Butler. Philly's about to series, get popped. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Philly's getting popped? I can yeah, see it. Yeah. Popped tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not really. Trust in Philly right now. I'm not feeling Doc right now. It's always good not to feel Doc, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was that again? Said? Yeah, my bad. Uh, Phoenix and Denver. Um, 
Phoenix. I mean, it's a must win. You going Phoenix. Phoenix? Yeah. What are they up to? Phoenix. Yeah. I think that's the only reason. I don't. I mean, I would not be shocked if Denver just kind of shuts down this series after three games. But it's. I mean, Chris Paul playing? Nah, probably not. They said three to five days. Uh, Big W. Big win. Let's go. Let me get it done. Just Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are really good, and it's like I don't know. They're going to be home, but also. I don't know. They could just this series could be over by the time tomorrow night ends. I guess is the point. But I figure you got to kind of take Phoenix, especially yeah. At home. Yeah, I feel like I, I yeah, I feel like I was there the way I said it. Kind of, I feel like we talked when we talked about the series last time. Was everything in me kind of doesn't everything in me saying like this is a four or five game series and it's gonna be over pretty quick and Phoenix just has nowhere near enough. Uh, Phoenix looks so yeah so skeleton. But yeah, it's gonna take one game. They defended well. I guess this will come back. Yeah, like they didn't. The Nuggets didn't go crazy last game, and Durant, yeah, went got the threes up more. Mm-hmm. Didn't hit them. Like, yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, I just yeah, I feel like yeah, it's, I got to take the game. I think I got to take Phoenix game three. Just there's a world where I think they can pull out. It won't be too shocking if they get the win. No, I wouldn't be surprised if they got swept. They Phoenix just swept the playoffs, but I, I'm picking picking them for game three. I feel like yeah, I feel like my boy. I feel like KD. I feel like K, I feel like if they can mimic, maybe maybe feel like they can mimic what they what they what they, they kind of did last game and they get a better shooting night from three mm-hmm. from KD. It's, it's just a nuclear night from KD really in general, and then. I think one of those guys at home, because they really got nothing. They got nothing out of anybody on that. But I think one of those guys on the Suns maybe gives them something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my boy D. Lee, he, give, he, he may look like that. You know, he go, he, I've seen D. Lee go 0 for 5. I've seen D. Lee go 0 for 9. All right. But he comes back with confidence and then he'll have a good game. You feel me? So if you want the guy that's not going to go out there and play scared, you feel me? D. Lee's the guy. D. Lee's the guy. Take that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I, I like the belief. If only the Warriors had that belief in the 2019 NBA Finals where D. Lee didn't get a roster spot and they really could have used him. Oh, man. Reversing that. Shame. When the white man don't believe in the black man because it's your brother-in-law. Out there in box brother. one and nobody can hit a shot. <laughs> Yeah. We got Clint Cook out there. We got Clint Cook <laughs> on the roster, man. Where Clint? What team? Clint Cook? Clint Cook on right now? He was at the game today. <laughs> Wait, he was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> shout out to, to the Warriors for taking care, or maybe who? I don't know. Shout out to somebody who got Clint Cook in the game. Um. All right, I think that's it for the day. Any other thoughts before we wrap? We'll be back in a couple of days. Uh, no, no, no. war is in. I don't know how much. I don't know what's about to happen, but yeah. I think we got this series, man. Um, you know, um, That's I don't know. <laughs> I'm still scared of AD. I'm still, I'm still scared of AD. But, but ah, oh, man, their team, man, oh, that team is not that good. I'm yeah. sorry. It just, I think people, weird. I think people, people. I won't say people slept on because I thought people said it the whole time. As much as like it's a much again, they got a lot of props because it was a much better roster than what they had put together. To start yeah, that's true. yeah. They keep giving this dude Palinka a bunch of credit, man. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, but I'll say the <laughs> other, go ahead, my bad. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I think the other part that I think people were good about saying, but probably just want to give too much credit on like. A big part of why this worked, especially with LeBron, like, AD was just really fucking good to finish the season yeah. this year. And it's just, again, 
It's mm-hmm. hard to be that dude every night in the playoffs, especially as a center that has to do all the shit on defense and on the boards and like bring it on offense. So like, it yeah. might just be. It's, I don't know. Like, like, but to your point, like, it's just you really look close at the roster and it's like can't talk because the Warriors roster is not the best one in the world if you put a microscope to it either. But kind of they both have that thing where it's like, oh, is this kind of yeah. just like two players or for the Warriors? Is this kind of just three players? Because yeah. the Warriors have benefit. Like it's kind of like four and a half, depending on because you can't play Looney and Draymond together. But so it's a little different. But it's kind of that thing. You look close. It's like, oh, there's really like there's a lot of fun pieces, like some cool pieces around here. But yeah. y'all got two proven I can do some shit in the playoffs players, you know? Yeah. They're weird. Yeah. What's called? Back to the road. Back to the road. I don't know. If I'm a Laker yeah. fan, if, if I was a Laker fan, or if I'm LeBron James, I'm not I'm not happy with this roster going into next season. I'm just already thinking oh, about yeah. that. Like, Kyrie, Kyrie in the mix. We already Yeah. Know. Oh yeah. It's coming. It's coming. I feel like it keeps the fact that it keeps popping up in every one of these podcasts is just like it's kind of the thing. We just it's the back pocket thing. Do you go he yeah. went to the Lakers game a couple of days ago? Is that what we said? Was he at the game? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's coming, you know. That is funny that he was there in the place uh, where he hit the game winner to – no, not the same place. I was an Oracle. But, um, <laughs> all right, my bad. Anything else before we wrap here? Warriors in five or six maybe is what people are – what we may be thinking. Ooh, five. Ooh. Ooh, we got well, the team I mean, like six. that. That's Curry is locked oh. in, man. Come on, now he don't got one in him? He don't got one in him? <laughs> oh. He was really good tonight, man, and they did not win. He was really he good tonight. Three. Was yeah, really nice. Nice. tonight. Give him the props. Like, he, was, he did his thing. And... Yeah, I got Warriors six. I can't go five. That's AD. I mean, yeah, AD. I feel like AD thing is like every other night kind of thing. We feel like we we, we, we get yeah, one of these road games, and then I feel like we make three. the other game close. That was, yeah, like we probably take three. Well, I feel like whatever we probably, I think we we win one. I think the other one's close, but AD goes off in it, and it's, it's either we can pull it out or we can't. But yeah. Need Clay to keep Clay. Got to keep it together. Though. Yeah, I need. Clay, Clay, I, need yeah, cool. I just need to. Yeah, I need a good series from Clay. Clay. I mean, if anything, Clay's not the one to worry about heading back to LA and having a good game. You know, it's uh, it's thirty. That's that's the sneak thing about this. No one uh, mentioned yet is that Steph Curry's never had to play a playoff game in Staples against the Lakers, and almost every game Steph Curry plays in Staples against the Lakers, he can't fucking shoot the ball. So that's going to be an interesting part that nobody's for good reason. I don't know how that translates to what's fit, but it's also just his entire career. This nigga can't make shots in LA, but whatever. Probably not gonna matter. <laughs> Um, it makes layups now and everything too. All right, we good. Anything? Any last thoughts before I wrap this? Yeah. All right. Thank you guys. All you have been listening to the Garage and NBA Live Show that you can now listen to on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Just search the Garage and NBA Live Show. Um, you can also follow the show on TikTok and on YouTube at NBA Sports. But before we get out of here, I want to have our host also. Um, shout out their plugs. Where can they find y'all on the internet? Find me on YouTube. Subscribe to Doom and Wonder. That's Doom and Sign Wonder. Uh, find me on Instagram underscore JBash, Twitter underscore JBash underscore, TikTok JBash forty seven, and just dropped the worst tape ever out now on all platforms. Check that. This shit's amazing. 
Um, yep, yeah, find me on mike.info. That's m1ke.info. Um, YouTube at Trash Mike. That's again, Mike with the one. Um, best places to catch me right now. We'll say again, again, catch us on TikTok, the podcast on NBH Sports Network, and then on YouTube at NBH Sports. Um, but yeah, until that, we'll be back in a couple of days. We're sticking with the every other day thing as long as the NBA is putting, making these dudes play every other day. I think we're going to try to pod every other day. So we'll be back on Saturday to talk game three. Um, but until then, remember, it all started with the basketball. Okay. So chill it as yeah.